Now, uh, help me out, Blaster. Transform and play something uh, nice. And now, a nice and nifty musical selection for easy listening. <laughs> Hold on to your dancing shoes and go, man, go! One shall stand, one shall fall. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to One Shall Stand, One Shall Fall, a Transformers TCG podcast broadcasting live from an underground bunker in the middle of the murky Midlands. I want to boot some Decepticon right in his turbocharger. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Calm down, cliff jumper. Wow. Seriously, put that gun down. You're going to kill somebody in this studio. Goodness. Right. Anyway, I'm your uh, host, Lee, from Blue Top Productions. And uh, today, I have a motley crew of people to talk everything about Transformers the TCG. That's right. The trading card game based on the cartoon from the 80s. This podcast will talk about news about the Transformers the TCG, new releases, deck profiles, and stuff that's happening in the community. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy. One shall stand, one shall fall. What's up, guys, and welcome to One Shall Stand, One Shall Fall, episode 24. occur in real time that's right bit of jack bauer there hopefully there's no uh, evil decepticons planning any shenanigans in this episode but we are the one and only only. that's right transformers tcg podcast on the airwaves I am Lee, your host slash producer from Bleeped Up Productions, and today I am joined by my co-host, the man behind the Energon Hustlers, Dave Cook. How you doing, Dave? Hello, mate. Yeah, I'm all right, buddy. Not bad. This is, I think this particular episode is long overdue, because this set's been out for a while now. And it's been a while since I first saw you. It's been a while since it was released and we've uh, had a bit of a back catalogue not gonna lie have you uh, as you've seen we have been quite busy uh and um yeah it's finally good to talk about this because you spoiled cards from this set and i spoiled cards from this set and i play tested stuff from this set and i haven't really had the time to basically review it because we've been overwhelmed by people wanting to do stuff uh with us isn't it dave we've just had a back catalogue Absolutely. Well, we were really busy with World Strike because that was a monster of a set, you know. In comparison, what we're doing tonight is 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 um, much smaller. <laughs> we're hoping to smash out the entire set in one episode, which we're pretty confident we can do. This is a this is a light jog. Yeah, no, rather. No. rather <laughs> I know. Um, it was quite beastly, wasn't it? That one. And then you know, we, we we've obviously we we've announced our project. We're still working on that. We're still play testing. Um, we're getting there with that. So, yeah, we've been very, very busy. Um, and, yeah, tonight we're reviewing ATP 3. I'm super excited for ATP 3. Uh, so, episode 24, obviously, thumbnail. If you're watching this on YouTube, you know we're reviewing ATP 3. Uh, people who listen to us on Podbean and through iTunes and all that stuff, hello. Yes, we're doing <laughs> Alpha Trion Protocols Wave 3. Uh, this is episode 24. Episode 25 will be an interview with our good friend dan arnold one of the heads of the hydra 
behind uh, Vector Sigma and obviously creating the ATP uh, cards, etc. Uh, so that should be a ton of fun. Another great friend uh, to Dave and myself uh, in the next episode. I'm super excited. It's been a while since uh, I've uh, caught up with Dan. So uh, that should be a fantastic episode because he's been quite a busy bee and so have we. Actually, that actually rhymed. Uh, accidentally put it right there um but yes um with this set we have 22 that's right taylor swift returning to the podcast once more 22 cards we have 11 characters nine battle cards and two stratagems quite a significant bite-sized chunk uh to what we've previously done with atp but some absolute bananas amazing characters in this set dave there really is. Um, I've still not got my physical cards either. They've been on on order. Big shout out to Mike Santino. Actually, he's just uh, him and his wife have just had their second baby. So oh, congratulations. congratulations. Uh, and that's the reason I don't have my cards is because he has been very busy um, with with a newborn. So big shout out to Mike. Um, thank you uh, for sorting it out. Um, I'm really looking forward to getting them when they arrived. I've been playing with some of the battle cards. The battle cards are, I'd say, pretty spicy as well. To be fair. Um, and there's only two stratagems, isn't there? There's only two. There's only two. That's right. There's only two. I feel like whenever it comes to like fan create sets, we we we'll, we sound like we're repeating ourselves as we always do on the on this podcast. That it's always fun to look at battle cards because that's what you always want to put into decks to then help out other characters. But then when other uh, factions, should we say, in the community uh, create characters, and you're like. Oh my gosh! Who the heck is this? Who? Wh what? What is that character? It kind of piques your interest again into looking into Transformers lore. And there's a few in this set where I was like, I have no idea. Let's go look at Wikipedia. And then it's like, <laughs> oh, it's a comic book series or run that I never read. That's kind of exciting. So uh, yeah, it's been it's been really cool to to see some of the characters that have made it in this set. There's some uh, fan favorites, definitely. Uh, and some ones where you're like, who the heck is that? But that's pretty awesome. Uh, and like we said previously, Dave got to spoil some stuff. I got to spoil some stuff. So this kind of hits a little bit close to home, should we say, Dave, uh, when we review uh, the ATP sets and any other set, because people seem to give us um, stuff to spoil, which we're always grateful for in the community. So without further ado, Dave, should we get straight into the characters first? Yeah, sounds good to me. Um, there's definitely some that I've not heard of before, but that just shows you the wealth of lore that Transformers has. So, um, yeah, do you want to go first, mate, or...? Ooh, I, I feel like this is kind of right up your alley. Like, this is a kind of... Um, I love playing uh, this, should we say, type of card, but I believe you also enjoy playing uh, this type of vehicle as well. So I'll let you go with the first one and i'll take the second one so you can take the leader uh, with the characters first mate okay this might be interesting to find out where <laughs> my my laptop and your your mac are <laughs> in, in sync or not so the first one i've got on my screen <laughs> is highbrow the malware brigadier he is a helicopter and specialist he is 3112 he's got pierce 2 and when you flip to this mode, return an upgrade on a character to its owner's hand. And he comes in at a rather spicy six stars, and he's also an Autobot. That's a really, really cool thing to see. There's not enough really cool helicopters, I feel, in the game. You know, we've got Springer, who, who love or hate him, is, is obviously probably one of the better ones. We've had some other helicopters from the Ark. We've had Vortex and... 
tracer. But then the rest of the helicopters in the game have been a bit meh, really whirl, or, you know, Autobot whirl from Wave 5 is like super rare. Are meh, you, just are you forgetting about the best helicopter of all time? Sandstorm! Oh, yes. Yeah, Sandstorm, man. Sandstorm was in there. But yeah, definitely Springer is one of, obviously, the most highbrow of helicopters. But it's good to see um, the different... Uh, I'm going to keep calling them factions now because that's just stuck in my head. Um, it's just good to see the different uh, creators bringing in, I would definitely say, something that was definitely introduced, but there was no real support for. Like, No. And it's good to see more helicopters in the game. But yeah, that is spicy for six stars, man. I think so. Like, PS2 is really relevant. That's really good. And when you flip this mode, return an upgrade on a character to its owner's hand. You know, how many times you're like, oh, I really wish I had an answer for that sparring gear or for some, you know, something else that's problematic. And you're just like, oh, there you go. Boing. Off, off it pops. Um, it's, it's really good, you know. Um, not particularly high attack value, but he's only six stars. Specialist as well, though. Specialists are always spicy. You like specialists. Yeah, they're kind of interesting because I don't know for me, but like specialists seem to be always in everyone's list because there's so many decent upgrades and decent cards with the word specialist on them. So obviously Field Communicator is one of the best cards, I think, because it allows you to play another card. And, you know, that's just every, that's a staple for every specialist um, deck. If you're not running one, in a specialist deck, I'm just going to tell you now, you're dumb. You're dumb. You're dumb. Um, <laughs> but it's awesome to see Highbrow, because obviously Highbrow uh, was introduced in Headmasters. Well, I fear your logic is faulty. You assume a priori that we are malevolent without first. Ah, shut up. So, honestly, if the game had lived on, uh, obviously, the game died with um, Headmasters being introduced. We might have had a highbrow. That would have been really cool to see a helicopter, um, you know, a Titan Master. Obviously, you know, Dave. Dave knows about his hatred for Titan Masters, guys. We know this. I don't want to. Don't want to enrage the beast, should we say? <laughs> uh, but um, it would have been cool to see that because obviously that's how highbrow went forth um, in the series as well as a headmaster. But still, six stars. I'll probably play him at some point. He's really, really good. So, Dave, what does he do in bot mode, bro? In bot mode, he drops the helicopter trait, funnily enough, because he's a robot. Um, he goes up to four attack, drops down to one armor. He has, instead of pierce, he's got focus one. Uh, and each character with the highest number of stars on your team has plus one defense. That's very solid. Again, you know, your big boy is going to get that plus one defense. So if it's someone like Prime or another high star character, you know, Optimus Prime with four armor is quite mean, you know. Um, and Focus One, Focus is an ability we don't really see a massive amount of, really. But I think in this mixed pit world, where a lot of, you're seeing a lot of decks now that are kind of multi-pip, um, Focus is a really strong ability just to shunt those blue cards away on the, on the um, attack and then the orange cards away on the defense. So I think, I think he's solid. Really good six-star character. He's going to fit into a lot of teams. Yeah, I think he's really, really interesting. Um, I think it's fun. Another another trait that was 
kind of forgot about Wizards. Focus, really cool to see that. It kind of fits Highbrow as well because he was quite uh, quite the snobby intellectual, wasn't he, uh, in the in the comics as well as the uh, the TV series. So it's kind of cool to see him uh, being the the guy who wants to focus and you know on it and helping out his team. I think that ability for each character with the highest number of stars on your team gets plus one defense is incredible like that could be a really fun in some of the other formats that are out there like primus obviously chaos wars loads of fun stuff like other formats that are going out there maybe even in with the unicron raid and stuff like that it's really cool um yeah i really like it i think um yeah i think he's going to see the table at some point day for sure definitely he's really cool i really like him even if he is a headmaster in the, the comics in the show. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's, he's good. He's solid. So, because uh, mine are different today, so we're going to spin the roulette wheel of doom. Uh, and mine actually comes out uh, as the next person as Banzai Tron. Kind of like that older TV show, Banzai! Banzai! guy a little bit of a, a flashback for you guys um this guy is incredible just to say off the top so Banzai tron if i'm saying it pro uh, correctly devious orchestrator uh, is a tank and a specialist let that sit in for a brief second guys a tank and a specialist he's got four attack 13 health and two armor in alt mode he is eight stars and his text box reads this is a leader if you began the game with no Autobots on your starting team. It also has Tough 1 built in, and when you flip to this mode, if this has an armor, look at your opponent's hand, and you may play a secret action from your hand. That is incredible. Dave, your thoughts, as you love your secret actions. <laughs> I really do, um, and Claire really doesn't. But yeah, he's he's really really good. Again, specialist. We've touched on with highbrow, just how cool that is as a um, trait. Tanks. I love my tanks as well. You know, being able to hunker down into um, composite and all that sort of thing, ghost shield, etc. Which also really helps him with his um, flip ability because if you were to hunker down, you would actually resolve. The putting the armor on first and then you would resolve his when you flip to this mode ability so hunker down and him seem to go hand in hand i like the leader thing i like any card that encourages theme for me is is a massive thumbs up because i really am a, a more into the game for, for, from a lore perspective and a theme perspective than i ever have been from like the whole mixed teams when i first started playing it really annoyed me i was like well would they fight together but i've got over that now as, as I've, I've got more sort of into the game but i really like that because there's some really cool um decepticon leader cards like callous leadership and there's a really cool one we're going to review in a bit that's really good for leaders as well yeah yeah i know which one you're talking about there that's a very very good card as well it's very cool it's going to be coming up later for sure so um, moving on to his bot mode, he uh, obviously loses... Now, this gets interesting. He does lose tank and specialist, but he gains melee. So, again, a different take 
uh, from the uh, from his alt mode completely. His attack goes up by one, so it goes to five, and obviously it stays at two armor and 13 health. And then in the text box it says, this is a leader if you began the game with no Autobots on your starting team, and he gets bold one in bot mode. So tough one in alt, which is obvious because he's a tank, and when he's transformed out of his tank mode uh, and he wants to punch you really hard, having the melee trait as well is kind of cool, so bold one just seems to fit hand in hand. And the artwork is absolutely killer. So, so cool. Um, yeah, Dave, your thoughts? He's really solid, isn't he? Again, he's eight stars, so he's not prohibitively expensive. Bold one is great. Obviously, when you're thinking of tanks, you're thinking like Demolisher, Dark Mount, Megatron, you know, those sort of characters. Tanks, particularly if you're pairing him with Demolisher, want to flip loads more cards. So having the bold one in this mode is really, really cool. And, you know, melee, there's some cool stuff out there that interacts with melee, particularly if you're going for the whole crossplay thing. You know, there's just been a crossplay tournament, actually, um, which we touched on a couple of episodes ago with Adam. You know, they just finished their um, Bayformers and ATP crossover event, didn't they? And yeah. there was loads of support for melee characters in, in Bayformers World Strike. So, yeah, he's going to definitely slide in. I, I like tanks. Not as much as I like cars, but I do like my tank deck. And... Um, yeah, he's, he's just solid, isn't he? It's not very fancy on this side. It's just like, I'm going to hit you slightly harder with bolt one, and I'm still a leader. It's true. I, I feel like I want to run him and Darkmount. Him and Darkmount seem like a really interesting combination. Uh, just because of the, the ability with some of the, the cars like Wedge Formation, some other fun stuff. Like, yeah, I can see some shenanigans uh, with those two on the table. Our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. So, uh, Dave, we'll spin the roulette wheel. What is the next character? Because we're, we're two down. We've got nine remaining. We have the next one. And he he's not the first time we've seen him in a fan set. Um, so it's quite cool to see a different take on him. This one is Sea Spray. The consummate sailor, there we go. He's a boat, he's a specialist. Again, three characters, three specialists. So they're, they're, they're definitely um, pushing that. Uh, four attack, 12 health, zero armor. This gets plus one defense for each boat on your starting team. When you flip to this mode, draw two cards, then scrap a card from your hand unless your starting team was only boats and he's only six stars for 12 health. Think, let that sink in like um, that's very very good <laughs> and he's, he's cool like boats again another tribe that was kind of started by wizards we had Nautica we had Sea Watch yep the Tidal Wave there's a few in there but again they weren't really kind of heavily supported in the game so it's cool to see another version of Sea Spray um, and he's got amazing abilities you know what do you think yeah, I think it's really cool. Like uh, we touched on it earlier, I think you did uh, about playing uh, in theme and in tribes and stuff like that. Um, again, uh, kind of similar to what Highbrow was. Uh, helicopters never really introduced. There is a load now, thanks to fansets, which is great. Uh, sea spray, uh, boat, boat was very unutilized. There was a few that was teased, but then there was no support out there. Um, this sea spray. Uh, works incredibly well with obviously wave one uh, arc sea spray so you can have a sea spray the sea spray bros working together effectively uh, and again like this is the third character with the word specialist 
I wonder if this might be a theme throughout the set, guys. Just saying is all. Um, I really like it. It makes you want to play boats because he just gets plus one armor for each other boat. There's cheap boats out there, and you can play really theme, fun, stupid stuff. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I really, really like it. Again, I think um, Tribes is going to be, be a really cool theme with this guy, which is uh, really, really strong. So, Dave, what does he do in bot mode? In bot mode, he is still a specialist. He uh, drops to three attack, but goes up to two armor. He has pierce two, and each character with the highest number of stars on your team has plus one attack. So, very similar to Highbrow in that respect. I, I like it. I think it's cool. You know, you're looking at a very, very efficient package for six stars. You know, like, some some people might look at these and go, oh my god, are they, his stats are insane for, for that star cost. But remember, listeners, that these cards are designed for tournament play. You know, every single card that ATP have made has been designed to be used in their events. So that's why he's statted probably a little bit high. He's kind of like top-end what you'd see in a wizard set, isn't he, really? I'm, I'm just really, really impressed with the set so far. I, I, I think just 12 hell for six stars. That is... Chunky. It is chunky. He is a bit of a beefcake. And say it with me! Beefcake! 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 beefcake. It also is a bit insane. <laughs> Because that's a lot of health for a six-star character. But hey, you know, Dave mentioned it just. ATP have really gone the way of the competitive route, guys. And we've seen that with most of their cards. And when Dave and myself have played games, and Dave mainly on his channel, if you go check out his channel with all his battle reports, the ATP cards seem to be very more uh, competitive uh, in the, the, the sets that we've reviewed so far. Uh, so obviously um, that's their format they love competitive play and their tournaments also show that as well so uh, yeah sea spray probably going to see the table uh, if uh, you're allowed that cross-pollination and mixing of sets because that is incredible value it really is and he is hitting the table you know there's been at the time of recording there was a charity event over the weekend that dan ran for uh, the autism awareness one and sea spray features in the top eight deck so he is gonna see play because he's just very very good value for that star cost so yeah um what well, enough said really he's just bloody good he's just a ruddy good character in this set <laughs> <laughs> who's next mate uh. Okay, so on my screen, I'm spinning the roulette wheel. I, I get a fan favorite character. Now, I can understand why people love this guy. Uh, and when Wizards bought out their version of this guy, it was hit or miss because you wouldn't really play him with Autobots. You mainly played him with Decepticons. So people were kind of a bit cheesed why he wasn't a Decepticon to begin with and he was an Autobot. But we're talking about Impactor, Unrelenting Veteran. Now, Guys, in alt mode, this is a full bar of traits. He is a leader, a wrecker, a tank, and ranged. Pretty darn good. Across the card, there is four right there. That's a bit of a beefcake. And say it with me! Beefcake! 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 I don't know if there's any fours out there in the in the Transformers sets recently, but that is a lot on one character. He is nine stars, guys, uh, in alt mode, and he has four attack, 
14 health and 2 armor. He has bold 1 and tough 1. And at the start of your turn, you may do 1 damage to one of your wreckers. If you do, do 2 damage to an enemy that has at least 10 damage. So, it can pick on big boys that have taken a bit of a brutal punch. It can beat up those combiners, which is kind of cool. And it also targets those guys who, you know, might be, um, should we say, running the deck. Uh, the deck is all about that one character and he's taking a bit too much damage, but, you know, he's sending in the minions, should we say. Well, for example, like the Quintus on Judges, for example, maybe he's taking a ton of damage. This guy, you just do a cheeky bit of shenanigans with your wreckers and you can just keep pinging them from distance. Absolutely phenomenal. Dave, your thoughts on Impactor and his alt mode? Vast improvement from the Wizards of the Coast version, beyond shadow of doubt. Like, the Wreckers are a fan favourite. You know, they are amongst some of the best comics I've read. Um, not just talking about Transformers comics, but, you know, comics in general. I loved The Last Stand and the Wreckers. I thought it was an amazing storyline. Um, and when we got, like... Wizards ones, apart from Perceptor, but that's Dan's doing. Let's face it, the rest of them, <laughs> the rest of them, well, let's face it, they're a bit rubbish. Um, so to see a really cool version of him makes me makes me smile. Um, I love the synergy he's got with some of the existing ones as well. Look at him and Sergeant Cup from Wave Five, who had a bit of a wonky ability. He's a bit hard to get going, really. You kind of had to build around. Just put him in Impactor together, shoot your Sergeant, well, you shoot any of your Wreckers for one, and then they get plus one attack off Sergeant Cup, and you get to shoot someone for two, value. I think he's really good. Um, and he's, a, he's one of my favorite characters from the Transformers universe. And like you say, the Wizards one was a bit meh. Yeah, it was a bit meh. Um, but yeah, I think you nailed it. Everyone loves the Wreckers. Um, I think I have to agree with you, David. Some of the phenomenal uh, Transformers storytelling, as well as just normal comic book storytelling. I can say this now, and this might get me a lot of heat right now. I'm not a big fan of the Wreckers. Just because to me, it's like Suicide Squad, but just with robots. Just saying is all. Um, but uh, it's he's, he's very iconic, you know, and it's good to finally get a decent card of him in the game and good shout out to you boys over there at vector sigma so we'll uh, transform him into bot mode uh, and he has leader wrecker and ranged so he loses the tank ability obviously because he's transformed uh, he goes from uh, four attack to five attack and he still has two armor and 14 health uh, but in his text box it says each of your damaged wreckers has bold one and pierce one so again that value and Dave's already touched on it as well. If you run this guy with that crazy Headmaster Cup, I'm telling you now, shenanigans afoot. Our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. I'm telling you now, shenanigans will happen with that lovely old guy. I feel like this guy is fantastic. There's other wreckers, so spoilers guys, in this set, which synergize with him really well as well. Uh, but it's really cool to see um, how, obviously, their take on Impactor. Because, obviously, this is a huge fan favorite, and you have to nail it. Because if you don't nail it well, 
well, we'll probably get a Wizards version of Impact. Uh, that's how well it was uh, for not nailing a character well. But yeah, I absolutely love this guy. I know he's a huge fan favorite. Um, so, Dave, uh, your thoughts on the bot mode and uh, Impactor in general? He's incredibly solid for a star cost. Again, health is at the high end of a nine-star character, um, but he's a fan favourite. He should be, Impactor shouldn't be rubbish. He was a turd, <laughs> wasn't he? He really was. He was just... You know, I opened him up, oh, it's rubbish. Oh, you can go over there. And occasionally see play because you're a seven-star tank and, like, you know, there weren't many other others at the time. But... Um, no, they've nailed it, and, and this is it's the fourth character, and every single piece of artwork has been stellar. So they again, they've they've dug through the archives of Transformers art, and they've chosen really nice artwork as well. Bold one, PS one for your records. It's it's not it's not amazing, but it's just solid, isn't it? He's a solid, dependable character that's going to pull his weight in a fight. Yeah, hundred hundred percent. I really really like him. Uh, obviously, again, Wreckers want to play tribal with this guy. You might see him outside of that just for some other kind of shenanigans, but really, this guy is a bread and butter. Play other Wreckers with him, which is really, really cool to see. So, good design, boys. Again, over at Vector Sigma, good, good times. So, Dave, I'm spinning the roulette wheel. What character are we going to talk about next? Right, it's one of my favorite characters from the universe um it's slipstream the spy for hire um she is a plain and ranged amazing artwork again uh 2 she's six stars when you flip to this mode your opponent reveals a card at random from their hand if it has two or more battle icons scrap it otherwise each of your decepticons gets plus one attack until the end of the turn now for me slipstream should never have been as hard as she was to get hold of. Like, you know, even now she still commands a reasonable um, dollar slash pound value if you want to buy her on the secondary market, um, particularly if you want to buy the original art. So it's nice that they've given us a slipstream. There's only one thing I'm, I'm sad about, and Dan already knows about this. She's not a seeker. <laughs> not a seeker. Should be a seeker. I know that the, uh, they gave me the reasons, and it's there's a reason. There's, there a, is a, there's reason a real it, big reason in this it, set. White, <laughs> exactly. And it's it's so um, she wasn't busted. <laughs> yep. And it opened design space for future design as well. So for me, I think she's solid. The stats are slightly less than what we've seen for the other six star characters. Um, but she's still really good for six stars. 11 health is still really strong. And that's an amazing flip ability. How many multicolor cards are, like most decks are now multi-pip cards, let's face it. So that's pretty much flip and scrap. And if you get unlucky and hit a monocolor card or a blank, um, oh, I'll just pump everybody. Yeah. Seems good. Um, her and Airstrike Patrol? Yeah, value. it can be really, really interesting now. Uh, having her in airstrike patrol can open up some really interesting design aspects for them because instead of playing um, Starscream Air Commander you can play this opens up a ton more stars as well um, so four additional stars to basically play with that's pretty strong uh, compared to Air Commander like there's there's some shenanigans afoot our shenanigans are cheeky and fun yeah I mean his shenanigans are cruel and tragic which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Definitely, you can go, you can play the entire patrol and slipstream and still have villain a spotlight. 
Mm-hmm. I'll probably build something like this. Everyone knows I love planes and range, so I'm probably going to... You're probably going to see this on the channel at some point, guaranteed. Uh, when we can get back to filming and all that jazz, like, I absolutely love it. So, um, Dave, please tell me what she does in bot mode. She just goes down to ranged, uh, 4-11-1. So, drops, drops an armor, gains an attack. Focus one again. Again, we've got another character with focus here. Uh, when this attacks and your opponent has one or fewer cards in hand, this gets plus two until the end of battle. That's really cool. There's a lot of really good hand disruption cards, aren't there? That we've got espionage, counter espionage. They're commonly played. We've seen hand disruption become more prevalent with the Menasaur deck. Um, so people are starting to think, actually, disruption and disruptive entrance are pretty good as well. Obviously, if you're not, obviously, if you're, if you're not playing in ATP events and you're allowing security checkpoint, that's a back-breaking discard card. Um, I, I think she's going to be cool. Yeah. I really like her. Obviously, the artwork is um, incredible. It's obviously from the... Um, is it? That's from the San Francisco pack, I isn't it? I don't know. I can't remember. But it's very, very spicy. Yeah, <laughs> it's super cool. Like, she'll be seeing play. Like, Dave and me are probably going to put her in some decks for shen shenanigans. Like, a six-star plane that just has that many abilities is really, really cool. So, yeah. Again, good job. Vector Sigma. Very, very strong. Uh, a very solid spy for hire because you could even hilariously throw in some mercs with her because she's so cheap and some fun shenanigans like dude so good so good like, i like it i like it a lot right spinning the roulette wheel um we're coming to one of my favorite characters of all time thanks to idw an absolute douchebag an absolute conqueror of worlds Technically, he did conquer a and build a gladiator planet, pretty much. And that is Overlord Sadistic Phase Sixer. Now, this guy I got to playtest, and he has changed multiple different times uh, because of playtesting. Um, and it was so much fun playing this guy. So much fun playtesting with this guy. But anyway, um, he is, guys, 14 stars. Uh, in alt mode, he is a tank, plain and ranged. He has 6 attack, 18 health, and 3 armor. And in his text box, it says, Your deck can have up to 3 extra stars of differently named cards with 1 or fewer battle icons. That's just the first part, guys. And then when you flip to this mode, reveal the top 5 cards of your deck. Put all cards with exactly 1 star revealed this way into your hand and scrap the rest this guy is hilariously phenomenally fun like playtesting him was a ton of fun pulling off that ability when you hit your extra star cards was game changing and it felt right just because overlord is a nutter and ridiculously powerful uh, and he has an incredibly strong ability but he is 14 stars guys so that is pretty much exactly half your team like he's a powerhouse dave your thoughts incredible <laughs> he he's, he's ruined the roost of of the atp events uh i believe he was in first place this weekend so he's very very good from that that he said he's doing what they wanted him to do which was be bloody good um double trait tank plane what's the first battle card that springs to mind two-pronged attack love that card exactly um, I think it's really good. He's got three armor. 
he's got, you know, he's he's a beastly. And effectively, you know, you get a three-star discount on your team because you can put three different stars in, three different star cards. With one or fewer battle icons. So the one that I ran with this guy, which only came up once but was devastating for my opponent in testing, was Vandalize. I played Vandalize, caught my opponent off in playtesting, and he was like, what the heck does that card do? And I was like, it's going to make you cry really bad, man. I'm sorry. I am sorry, but I'm Overlord. I have to be a douche. Uh, and it's really interesting because obviously there's so many interesting non-battle-pipped uh, um, star cards, and this opens up the aspect of playing those cards, which I think is phenomenal because when you think about some of the star cards that are um, have no pips, they're incredibly powerful, but then you're taking a risk because they have no pips. But playing those star cards with Overlord is very rewarding. And also, him and Skywarp Wave 2 are hilarious buddies. Oh, definitely. Hilarious buddies. Definitely. You know, you think of some of the single pip or, or fewer star cards that are really good. Leap of Face, awesome. You know... Um, vandalized, like you said, UNA Universal Network Access. That's a great card to rip from this. Bolt of Lightning, a really <laughs> another really good card. You know, um, Wave Two did introduce the Star card, didn't it? And it introduced some really solid ones. But there's some other great ones. You know, there's 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 countless um, one Star cards that that are really good. And because you're only generally playing one or two copies of these cards you don't really see them that consistently so anything that makes you get those powerful cards into your hand easier is going to be very strong so i think he's awesome from that perspective um you know what's he doing in bot mode because we've only talked about the tank we're not even in bot mode yet when when he goes to bot mode guys he becomes an even crazier ability which i freaking love now obviously overlord um if you've read the comics guys you know what he does. He is a badass. If you haven't read the comics, I think you should just pause this podcast and go buy those comics or Wikipedia him. Just simple. But read the comics, they're much better. Um, in this mode, in bot mode, he is a tank, plane, and ranged. So what he does, guys, rather well, is he just keeps the same traits from alt mode, which is incredible. For some of the cards that uh, we mentioned just previously about his alt mode, uh, his attack goes down by one and goes to five, and his armor goes down to two. So obviously he's got better stats when he's in vehicle mode, but he makes up for that for all the text in his text box, guys. Right. This gets plus one attack for each character in a player's KO area. He also gets bold one and focus one, and after you flip battle cards for this character's attack, and before the defense flips, you may play one of your flipped cards with exactly one star. So what he has effectively, guys, is a Optimus Prime Battlefield Legend ability, but with star cards. And we've mentioned a few of them already. Bolt of Lightning, that's incredible. Vandalize, that's incredible. The list goes on. Dave. Your thoughts on this guy? Well, he's just bloody good. <laughs> he's a ruddy good he's character. Ruddy good. There's nothing. There's nothing like I can't. I don't know. It's like 
I can't find fault with this character. You know, he is insanely good. You know, keeping Tank and playing again, um, that's kind of like following suit from what Windsweeper did in Wave 5. You know, so it's nice to see that they're taking that design method forward with some of their future characters. Um, yeah, he's, he drops an attack in this mode, but once he starts killing people, and he will, because he's Overlord, um, he gets, you know, his attack goes up. So, you know, if they're three or four wide and you're down to an Overlord versus their last man standing and you've killed their other three characters, and if they've got Headmasters, <laughs> even more, um, you know, bar one, again, focus one, really, really cool ability. And yet, like you said, the OPBL style, you know. So if you miss that star card on your flip back to alt mode, you might get it on, on your next flip when he, when he comes in in bot mode. And also, showing off with this guy. Oh, that's going to be great. Dig, dig, dig. Oh, I didn't get it. I might get it when I attack. Oh, there you go. I'll flip, flip for turn and, you know, bosh. There it is. The card that I loved with this guy, which I pulled off multiple times in this mode, but obviously when I played him, the text box changed quite a bit. Just giving you guys a heads up. Um, he still had the ability of flipping, and if you could do on your attack or defense flips you can play one of the star cards um incoming transmission with this guy is incredible just because you can plan on your defense and on your attack what you want to do it's so good like it's he's, he's great and it's and it's great to do a character justice because overlord isn't a guy you want to bump into in a dark alley he's not a nice guy and he hasn't got a nice ability and i think it's great it just fits his character down to a t definitely you know he's not the first fan set to do overlord either i think there's three iterations now um and i think this is my favorite because he's just bonkers good i love that stuff you know anything that gets more star cards in decks because you don't see enough of them do you really you know villainous spotlight and heroic spotlight pushed a few more in the game but you still only maybe see one or two. So anything that puts more of these really cool cards in the game, I think is a good thing. Um, I love it. I'm definitely playing him. Definitely, definitely. 100%. Um, he's going to see the table. Um, he's just such a great character. So with that being said then, Dave, let's get straight into the next one. The roulette wheel is spinning. What are we going to reveal next? I think we're now on the same page. I think I've worked out what it was. Is there's two different... Um, character sizes we've got the standard character size which <laughs> your laptop appears at first and then there was three small characters i've done the three small characters so now i'm on to um ransack the yes. hungry for battle so i think we've i think we've the stars have aligned we're back in sync um this is really cool to see because it's one of my favorite um teams i know you love them as well this is an insecticon and again he's a specialist Another one, guys. Another, Another one. specialist in the set. It's just, I think Neil put a little counter up for how many specialists we've got. Um, he's three. He's 12. He's two, three, 12. Two. Great stat line. Eight stars. Um, you can Your deck can have up to one extra star of cards for each other Insecticon on your starting team. That's hella good. Uh, when you flip to this mode, scrap an upgrade from this. For each battle icon on the upgrade, scrap this way. Your opponent chooses one of their characters and does one damage to it. Whoa. I'll, I'll, I'll eat my scoundrel's blaster, choose one of your guys, <laughs> and I'll shoot for two. And then if you can get a three-color upgrade, whoa, whoa, tawny. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so good. 
Um, I feel like it's interesting that we finally get an Insecticon actually behave like an Insecticon. Because Insecticons, all they do is eat things and smile. And this really plays like what Insecticons did in the show and in the comics. Turn up, eat things, and do damage to stuff. And it's super cool. That top ability of your deck has up to one extra star of cards for each other Insecticon on your starting team just brings back bugs to the forefront. Very similar to what we're trying to do uh, with our set. So it's going to be interesting because I I have more shenanigans now, Dave. I have more shenanigans. You have even more shenanigans. Oh, my God. Our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah. I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic, which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. I know. What have we done? What it's, have we done? But ours, I don't think, is too busted because it's bringing back a bug that is... Not that great. <laughs> no. So, uh, hopefully, I think there's some good synergy between that and this card. So, I'm 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 looking forward to trying it out. Definitely, I th I think this is really cool. And again, it's it's pumping more of those um, cool cards that you don't really see an awful lot of into the game. So I think that's a really cool um, alt mode. In bot mode. Um, he is in a sense called Melee, so another character that's changing the train, uh, which is cool. Four and uh, attack and one and one armor, so slight, slightly um, increased and decreased as you'd expect. And then when this attacks, flip one more battle card for each other Insecticon on your starting team. He's a mini kickback. Well, they look very similar, so he has to be a mini kickback. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Um, so. The way I'm seeing it, this is kind of wanting to be bringing orange bugs back. Yeah. Whereas the the, the it's kind of cool because if you think about what we're doing, it's kind of helping both, but really mainly blue bugs. We're trying to give the blue bug team a, a bit of a buff. So this is really cool. Um, you can run this guy and kick back, and wave one scrapnel. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be good. I'm so glad bugs are gonna be coming back onto the table. Even though for a very long time everyone's like, ah, oh, like you know, sod bugs. I don't want to see them. Uh, they've kind of literally been hiding in the shadows, and it's kind of nice to bring them back. I know, like, they had their time, and everyone wants them to die. But Insecticons are very iconic. So are Dinobots. And if you think about it, like ATP have brought Dinobots back from the dead, uh, and they still see play. Hopefully, this bug brings back more bugs back to the table. Uh, I definitely know uh, I never really play bugs until, like, our set and trying to make them work. Uh, so it's really cool to see bugs, you know, hopefully get back on the table because it's been quite, uh, should we say, headmaster and uh, other character types, <laughs> shall we say, um, more than uh, the uh, forever old wave one insecticons bless them so yeah definitely i you know i think i think they do deserve to still be played yeah they were really good they had like you say they had their time but they kind of fallen out of favor because they're just more efficient teams so anything that can pull them back yeah I'm, I'm, I'm up for that um and they were kind of like my first what i'd say competitive deck um when i used to get smashed to bits by my mate's prime battlefield legend deck and when i first started playing i was like this is nonsense I need a good team, and I chose Bugs, and then very quickly they stopped being as good, so yeah. Brilliant, brilliant job, guys, love it. Awesome. 
source. So, next, holy crap. How, uh, how, uh, beautiful is, uh, this artwork on our next character, guys? Just because, um, uh, a movie got released, uh, and spoilers, it was obvious if you know. Uh, Godzilla vs. King Kong. Super excited to finally get around to watching that in the next couple of days. But we're talking about Snapdragon Ruthless uh, Combatant. Now, he is a mercenary, guys. He is 12 stars. He is a beast and he is melee. He has 7 attack, 16 health and 1 armor in alt mode. He has sturdy which is obviously the keyword that ATP have created. He has tough one as well. So sturdy one and tough one. Ugh, that's amazing just because, you know, he's a big dinosaur. Like he's a mecha dinosaur. What more do you want in life? Now, the kicker is here. Other characters can't be repaired and damage counters can't be moved from enemies to other characters. I believe this guy... This robot lizard is the Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> to all the shenanigans that are planes and horrible. Because everyone knows when you play planes and horrible, sometimes it can be rather dumb. You're dumb. You're dumb. You're dumb. Just because of all the damage they do to themselves, but then they end up healing that because they just transfer it onto you. Snapdragon, incredible. 12 star mercenary. Dave, your thoughts? Yeah, he's definitely the middle finger, isn't he? For yeah. horrible. <laughs> like, uh, planes less, less so because planes aren't really a top tier thing, but horrible. You look at. Most tournaments now, like you still see horrible played a lot. Um, he featured heavily in the ATP uh, Bayformers crossover event. You know, he's in the top. He's in the winning deck. You know, horrible, still horrible. Uh, he's dumb, like you said. Um, so yeah, it's great. Sturdy's a fantastic ability. I went against it recently against Menasaur on on the Hustlers. Um, and it's a really really good ability because it shuts down a lot of things. You know, he can't be pinged. He, he can't be armed hovercraft. He, you know, it's really, really strong. And just reducing each enemy's attack damage by one, it's, it's quite innocuous, but it's actually really powerful. Uh, and tough, you know, blue's not as relevant as it, it, it maybe was back at sort of wave three, four, but tough is still nice to have on there. And he's got, he's got beefcakes, health, and he? Look at that health, 16. And say it with me, beefcake! 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 16. And 7 attack. Chonky. So good. So good. Right. So, uh, with his alt mode out of the way, super good. Let's get to his bot mode. So, obviously he's transformed. And again, a whole different trait, guys. So, obviously, in alt mode, he was a beast. He was melee. In bot mode, he is now ranged. He keeps 7 attack. He goes, um, he still has 16 health, but he goes up by one with his armor to two, which is rather cool. Now, there is a lot of text in this box, guys, so just be prepared. So, the first bit is, when your opponent draws one or more cards, 
If they've already drawn a card this turn, your opponent scraps a card from their hand. The second bit is when this does enough attack damage to KO an enemy, use this character's bounty ability. And obviously, because he's a merc, he's got a bounty ability, guys. And the bounty ability is choose a weapon, armor, or utility. Return all enemy upgrades of that chosen type on an enemy to their owner's hand. Wowzers. Wowzers. Yeah, he's really good. I think I think it's really nice to see Mercs being made still, because we've said it many times, Mercs just got forgotten, so it's really cool to see them coming back. I really like this guy's um, bounty ability. I think it's, it's cool, it's different to what we've had before. Um, and that's quite powerful as well, you know, I'll kill this guy and return all your weapons. And there's multiple ways of triggering bounties multiple times now. There is, particularly with Bayformers. Yeah, yeah, we've got the, um, the the name of the card escapes me, but you're going to put it on screen now. Uh, but that card where you get uh, an extra trigger off bounty is really, really cool. Um, he's just really good, isn't he? He's solid. He's 12-star wrecking machine. And it's nice that we've got a accessible high-power mercenary um, that people can just print and play. Because not everyone has got the money for Octone. He's still quite expensive. He's free, though. Well, he's free. If you, <laughs> he's free if you do what you do. You're free if but, you're Lee. <laughs> yeah, he's free if you're Lee. But if you're Dave and you hate money, um, he's not free. But I got I got my Octone for a fair price. But like, it's nice to see a free print and play. Because some people still, like collectors, still want the real deal. And Octone isn't a cheap card to get your hands on. Even even if you get him in in you know inverted commas cheap <laughs> like he's still he was still like nearly 50 pounds so um you know great print and play high power mercenary that does something a little bit different to octone as well so i really like him i think both modes are solid um i really like that hand disruption ability because there's quite a lot of obnoxiously good card draw cards available in the game now Making them scrap a card off, they draw one or more cards is really good. You know, um, it makes them less card advantage um, for for people that love the current. Like, you know, Claire's going to hate that. You know, she loves pocket processors so in every <laughs> deck. Draw one, scrap one from your hand, please. She's going to hate. It's going to punch me. Um, <laughs> but no, he's, he's fantastic, guys. Really love him. Really do. I think he's he's outstanding for his style. I cost. I love him. And even if you don't play with the Bayformers fun stuff, which they've put obviously a ton of work into all the Merc stuff, like playing him in a mixed team, uh, having, you know, the horrific Repair 3, Pierce 3 cards, when if you run Decepticon and you run Autobot, just horrible. Ugh. Like, you'll just keep this guy around for ages. Oh, gosh, he's going to be fun. Uh, I think there's going to have to be some sort of mecha hilarious shenanigans going on, Dave, with you and me. Our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. 100% for <laughs> this guy. Another, kai another kaiju battle. But a baby kaiju, because he's obviously not as big as the other things, I don't think. I, is he big? I, can't, I don't even know if Snapdragon's like the size of Trypticon. I don't, I don't know. I don't think he is. What we could do, and this would be really cool, we could do Snapdragon versus Optimus Primal from Randy's yep. Beast Wars set. That'd be awesome. Because then we could have Godzilla versus Kong, but Transformers. There we go. 
I think that needs to happen. I think it does need to happen. And it will be, you know, if you've watched our previous um, episode, it'll be coming to Twitch soon. Yeah, it will. We've got some hilarious themed showdowns. Definitely. Which is going to be a ton of fun. It's where you're going to be bringing about the Deck Tech Challenge, aren't you, with a twist? Yeah, there's going to be some fun stuff and hopefully get uh, all the community buzzing to be a part of that as well, which we're super excited for. So, Dave, who have you got, mate? Well, it's one of my favourites. It's one of the original toys I had and it's Starscream, the covetous crony. What a name. Great name. Because he really was a covetous crony, wasn't he? He's a real git bag. <laughs> a real git bag. Someday I'll be giving the orders, Rumble. You'll do what I say. Look, Starscream. Megatron is strong. He's merciless. He can't be beaten. And you'll never be our leader. I will find a way. Everyone has a weakness. Yeah? Well, not Megatron. We shall see. Love him or hate him, um, he's so iconic, you know. He's just, he's one of my faves. So this guy is a Seeker, which is their new trait uh, from ATP2. Plain and he's ranged as you'd expect a plane to be, unless he's Ramjet who likes flying through buildings. Uh, he's 5-15-2, he has 12 stars. Uh, when you flip to this mode, reveal the top three cards of your deck. Put each card revealed that has no battle icons into your hand. Scrap the rest. For each card that is scrapped, one of your planes or seekers gets bold one to the end of turn. Well, that's rather <laughs> spicy. So you can either use it to dig for cards, if you're going to play the blank pip cards, and you, you already touched on uh, Wave 2 Skywarp earlier, didn't you? Yep. Or you could just go, oh, I'm not going to bother with any um, blank cards whatsoever, and I'm just going to give um, a guaranteed bold three <laughs> on the flip back to alt mode. Yeah, that's spice. It is super cool because there's an upgrade everyone forgets. That was Starscream's Null Rate, which gives him Bold 2. You can put it in this deck and it will annihilate people. Because if you get this off right, that's Bold 5. And if your opponent hasn't like put the tech in to stop you flipping all cards and all that shenanigans... Our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Bye-bye whoever you're attacking, because <laughs> it could get really, really brutal. Yeah, it's it's really cool to see a good Starscream as well. Like, Starscream's one of those funny characters in, in the Wizards of the Coast sort of design, where he was always kind of like, all right. You know, you had Air Commander, who was kind of all right, but not great. You had Captain, who was all right but not great you know king king can be really really cool if you build him right and particularly if you're using some of the other fan sets king starscream is a boss and we're doing stuff to help him out as well but you know kind of the wizard of the coast iterations always fell a little bit short didn't they um never, never really top tier i think this guy's nuts and we haven't even talked about his bot mode because his bot mode's even more ridiculous but just the fact that We've touched on it. There's so many different ways of bold. Also, lock on target. There's another big thing. You could get bold... Bold machine, should we say. We could with Starscream, which is phenomenal. And it just feels right because we need a good Starscream other than King. Like, all the other Starscreams aren't bad. Don't get me wrong. And King was incredible. Don't get me wrong. But you need the iconic characters to at least have one standout. But it's finally good to see 
a very scary Starscream. And I know I'm going to play him. I know Dave's going to play him. Uh, and, and for me, he just basically makes me smile from ear to ear. I absolutely love it. So, Dave, let's talk about the amazingness, or should we say craziness, of his bot mode. Indeed. He keeps the Seeker trait a still ranged. Goes up to six attack, and the other stats stay the same. So still got two defense, which is really cool. When you flip to this mode, draw a card, then plan one. That's insanely good. Um, so he's doing stuff on the flip for, for both modes. Showing off is going to be nuts on this guy. Uh, when one of your Seekers attacks and you flip at least one card with no battle icons, do one damage to each non-Seeker character. So that's really cool as well. So if you think about ATP 2 with Dirge, who like the blank pips, I like it. I think he's really cool. Um, you can build it either which way. You know, yeah. you can go. You can go the blank pip route. You can go. Um, just I'm going to go hella bold. Whatever. You know, like very very good. And anything that draws cards is always strong in my opinion. Card advantage is king. Plan. You don't really see a lot of plan, do you? Plan doesn't really get played an awful lot because it, you had the odd thing here and there. But on the whole, plan was one of those abilities that was forgotten. So I think it's nice that they put something with plan. And it's kind of a little nod to the king. Yeah. And it's kind of a nod to Starscream as well, because he always wanted to plan how he would take over and how he would always scheme. So it's a nice nod to how the character is in, obviously, the TV show and the comic. Oh, I just love it. This guy was one of my favorite cards to test. But again, kind of very similar. He went through very different iterations during the testing phase. Um, man, I love this guy to death i think it's phenomenal just because it's starscream being a douche and it's a really good douche card uh, <laughs> and it's super cool like everyone knows my love for ranged and planes so you know i'm going to be very biased here kind of similar to like dave's love for cars like this guy's phenomenal like to me he's probably one of the best characters in this set but there is pretty much every single character we've talked about is insanely good like, I really don't think there is a, a poor character, to be honest, like in this uh, in this set that we've reviewed so far. So uh, good job, uh, ATP uh, Wave uh, 3. Absolutely knocking it out of the ballpark, man. Love this. Right. Dave, I get to talk about a card that I spoil you on do, my channel. You do, don't you? You do. So I've kind of already told you guys about this. If you want to go watch that video, you can pause that. Go watch that view. Uh, give, give me a view. Give me a like. I would always appreciate it. But anyway, welcome back. We're talking about Wheeljack. Wheeljack. Why the f*** did you build the Dinobots with small brains? Simple brains, Optimus. Whatever. They nearly destroyed our headquarters. You endangered the lives of all of your fellow Autobots. And humans, too. Shut up, Spike. I want answers. Well, it kind of goes like this, Optimus. I mean, the Dinobots are robot dinosaurs, right? Continue. And when we went to the museum with Spike, we learned that dinosaurs have simple brains, right? Affirmative. So the Dinobots are just like real dinosaurs. Explain. They got simple brains. That's the most retarded thing I've ever heard. What? I wanted him to be authentic. Vector Sigma. No wonder none of your shit ever works. Hey, Wheeljack! I bet real dinosaurs had metal skin too! <laughs> you, Huffer. In alt mode, guys, he's a wrecker, he's a car, he's a specialist. There's two traits that Dave's loves. Specialist in cars, guys. 
In alt mode, he's got four attack, 14 health, and two armor. Now, here's something that Dave's going to fall in love with. Right, in the text box, guys, it says, while you have no other cards on the battlefield, this has bold too. So he becomes aggressive when there's no more cards on the field. That's pretty awesome. And also, when you flip to this mode, scrap the top card of your deck. Then you may do one damage to one of your wreckers to play that card. Wowzers. Yeah. Day. <laughs> well, <laughs> what can I say? Um, he's a car. He's the same cost as his Wave 1 version, which is 9. That's, he's, he's, he's different, isn't he? You know, like he wants to be the last man standing. Again, that synergy with Crappy Cup. <laughs> yeah. um, if we want to call him that you know um, I like that I, I just like anything that pushes a tribe in my opinion is good um, particularly when it's my favourite tribe which is cars so um, yeah he's just really solid at nine stars um, and he can doesn't necessarily have to go in the car deck either he could go in the record build I love I love his kind of um, field com ability of when you flip back to this mode, scrap the top card of your deck. Then, if it's naff, you go, nah, I don't know, I'm not gonna bother. If it's really good, I'll ping, plus one off cup, I'll play that card. Love it. Brilliant. So good. And also, the fact is, which I really like as well, is what you stated there, Dave. You can play him in a car build, get that cool value going. But also, the fact is, when you look at the other wreckers, there's no other cars. So, if you play him in a wreckers build, he's always going to have bold two in this mode. So that's kind of a little nod to uh, obviously wave one wheeljack, which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I, I like it. And the artwork is boss boys. Super good. Yeah, all the artwork in this set has been good. So in bot mode, he is a wrecker. He is specialist still. He's no longer a car because obviously he's transformed into bot mode. Now, uh, his stats are five attack and one armor. So obviously... Goes down in armor, goes up in attack, but the kicker is in the text box, guys. While this is your only character on the battlefield, he has plus three attack and plus one armor. So effectively, if he is the last one surviving, he goes up to eight attack and two armor. Obviously, he has 14 health, but eight attack for being the last one standing... Ugh, that's incredible that's incredible it's nuts especially when you look at the picture and he's beating someone to death with a piece of lego yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's got the old lego clip there love that it. is so cool they're wrenches no, but lego we love it yeah i think um yeah he's really good obviously your opponent if your opponent sees this guy on the board he's going to target him um he kind of fits the theme of some of the other cars we've had, like, you know, look at Cliff Jumper on that, you know, they, he wanted to be the last car standing. He's really, really cool. Um, like you say, eight attack, that's nuts. That is nuts. But again, just remember guys, top end tournament play. Top end tournament okay. play. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're me and you're rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Us filthy casuals here don't know how to play tournament decks. That's all we're saying is all. Um, no, I think he's great. It's awesome that he has the Wrecker trait because obviously he does have a stint in the Wreckers. Uh, but that's shown throughout all the set. Uh, there's a fair few Wreckers in this set. Uh, and it's cool to have uh, another Wheeljack because it was a lot of pressure. I'm not going to lie well I to reveal it because Wheeljack is Dan's favorite character. 
so yeah, I think Dan's made a pretty awesome wheeljack, and we've seen it in the in the tournament just gone. Uh, wheeljack was in a few of the decks that made the top eight. So um, yeah, he seems a thing, guys. So Dave, last character, and then we can do an overall summary and then get straight into the battle cards. So who is the final character? In this We've world. already mentioned this guy earlier, so I don't think this guy in his wizard iteration ever shone. And it is Whirl, the lunatic aerialist. He is a wrecker. Here we go again, another wrecker. He's a helicopter and he's ranged. Um, 5, 14, 2 for 10 stars. A much nicer star cost than the wizard's version, which was 12. Um, Pierce 3. Only, that's the only ability he's got, but he's a chopper and he's going to pierce you. Um, vastly improved. Just looking at this side, vastly improved from the Wizards version. Yeah, we can we can say the um, unfortunate uh, Wizards design of Whirl was dumb. You're dumb. You're dumb. Like that, he's got a very big fan following. Whirl has. And Wizards did a great job of, uh, you blew it, is the best way of describing it. Um, it seems to be all these niche characters Wizards just dropped the ball on, like Springer. But they eventually corrected that. Blitzwing. Whirl. The list can go on. But hey, the game's no longer a thing, so golf claps go to Wizards for screwing up fan-beloved characters. Uh, but yeah, this guy is incredible. I really like him. He seems... I think for, for 10 stars, they're decent stats for a 10 star thing, but I believe it's his other side which makes up for the value of his 10 star cost. So Dave, what does he do in bot mode, bro? He um, drops the helicopter trait, obviously. He's a specialist. So these are the part up. How many specialists are in the set now? And that is that is a fair few. Um, he's 6, 14, 1. So increases in the attack, drops an armor. When you flip to this mode, reveal the top three cards of your deck. Add an upgrade revealed this way to your hand and scrap the rest. That is value, value, value. Um, oh, I need a grenade launcher. I've got one. And it's very theme for Whirl because he was a bit of a nutter. 100%. And just to let you guys know, there are six cards out of the 11 characters that are specialists. So a decent number of, should we say, half the characters have the specialist trait. I love this just because... It's another way of ramping overwhelming advantage out on the board, but you're playing Whirl. That's it's pretty cool. cool. <laughs> overwhelming advantage with Whirl? That sounds like an insane thing to say out loud, but such a possibility because of this card. Yeah, it's just the value of digging, isn't it? Dig, look at the top three cards, uh, take one into your hand, scrap the rest. That, that is a strong ability. Um, it's it's not drawing a card as well, so it circumvents some of the, the naughtiness that they've, they've put in as well against card draw. Um, I really like it. You know, how often when you're you're playing aggro and you're down to sort of like, you know, you're, you're at the mercy of the top deck, and you know, I just, if I draw a grenade launcher or a fusion bore here, I'm set. Flip well, dig, 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 there you go. Boom. Um, Far, far superior. I think this is this is the world that Wizards should have given us rather than the, the cack that they did. Um, that's it, really. Enough, enough said, I think. Yeah, I I love this world. Um, and to be honest, they're all the characters, and I have to admit, I love every single character here. I don't think there is um, 
a single Baden amongst them, should we say. Uh, but obviously, from the get-go, David, we have told you, um, ATP definitely focus on the competitive nature. So if you are going to do cross-pollination with these guys and you want to not make people cry, just be aware, you might be in for a scare. You'll beware, you're in for a scare. <laughs> because... There's a Goosebumps line. It's well good. Um, but yeah, uh, I really like them. Uh, there's some really interesting ones that made me go, who the heck is that character? Let's go look them up on uh, good old uh, Wikipedia and then look at comic books, etc. But um, it's great to see the inclusion. Really, across the board, we've got some love for um, helicopters. We've got some love for the Wreckers. We've got some love for Insecticons. We have a beloved character in Overlord who is incredibly powerful. Um, we've got Boat Love. Um, that's really weird to say out loud. <laughs> we've got um, we've got some Mercenaries love in this. We've got an incredible Starscream. You know, it's just so good. It's it's the characters are very very strong and very very good. Dave, your thoughts thing now that might it's it's bringing it's giving the fans of transformers the wreckers love you know i know you're not a massive fan i am and to have wreckers that i want to play with is really really cool to have decent seekers and slipstream um <laughs> you know like just some more good planes just some more good stuff um yeah it's good like they're all very good um they're all decks you'd happily put sorry characters you'd happily slide into a deck for a tournament and if you look at some of the top eights of the atp tournament series that they're always varied aren't they and, the, and the, the, one of the good things they're doing is they're injecting new life into that tournament format because i think that's where the game can get stale the quickest is at the tournament end because particularly when oh, you're playing the best deck again aren't you huh? <laughs> oh sky shadow oh, yeah well we all know we all know our opinion on sky shadow he's dumb yeah he is dumb. dumb you're dumb he is dumb but to have something that's going to inject fresh life into it and this set's been out for a while now so it has done exactly what they wanted it to do and that is to breathe a breath of fresh air into their tournament series so i think that's really cool we're starting to play more tournament decks badly i might add on the energy on hustlers so we're doing tournament tuesdays now we're doing that semi-regularly um it's nice to have these high-end cards i mean Claire, we said it recently we speak of sky shadow who's dumb we did sky shadow versus menasaur and we were both like wow that was really fun to play with those decks it's not something i'd I'd bring to the down my local uh, on a casual night, but it's really nice to play with those cards. So I think to have that tournament format refreshing itself every sort of two to three months, um, you know, there's you know there has been criticism that there's too much coming out, but I I think in a competitive environment that is fine because it keeps it vibrant. Look at Magic the Gathering; they release sets what every three months. Yep, yeah, they do. <laughs> so the ATP are following a similar kind of model. There's every quarter will inject some new life into the tournament scene because ultimately no one wants to play or watch you know because the big thing nowadays is the spectating of tournaments you know dan is always streaming there's always stuff going on um on sort of live as it's happening 
people don't want to watch the same old decks, do they, mate? They want to watch vibrant new decks. 100% true. And um, it's kind of cool to see that because obviously um, other other cr fan creators are doing tournaments now, creating other sets. Other people are creating sets that they want to do, like cross-mixing with ATP and stuff like that. The community is really well, but that's like one thing Dave and me have said. And I know Christian said it on a few podcasts uh, alone. You could pick and choose the sets you want to play. You don't have to play everything. Dave and me do because what are we oh yeah we're gluttons for punishment so um we will want to play everything uh, but obviously there's people out there who just play atp stuff there's only people out there who just play arc stuff and probably only people who just play bayformers stuff uh but we love a little bit of everything and with these characters i love it like they put overlords and a really scary good overlord in the game so just gotta tip my hat to you dan and the creative team over there and all the guys who put all those hours of testing in i didn't put as many hours in as some of them that i know but holy cow these characters came out absolutely phenomenal so that's 11 characters in the books let's get straight into the battle cards there are only nine uh and we're going to kick things off with the first one which is called armored assault it is an orange pip it is an action it is a common card guys and it says one of your characters gets plus two until the end of turn. So plus two attack until the end of turn. If it has an armor, it also gets bold one until the end of turn. Now the one thing why I keep saying about the rarity of these cards is because if you did not know, Vector Sigma have created a format called Junkion where all you're allowed to use is commons. This card is a common card, which is probably gonna see some play in Junkion. Dave your thoughts i spoiled this card um it's a good card it's it's really really yeah like you said for junkion it's a really solid thing you don't see many orange pip plus attacks no you don't you don't they're mainly blue um you know with the exception of reckless charge uh, which is a plus four attack and then three damage at the end of the turn. You've got stuff like supercharge, five position, which is bold, but that's a strategy that can be shut down with sideboarding. This is just a straight plus two attack. And then, oh, if I've got a bashing shield or a force field, which are common um, cards to see play, I get bold one as well. Solid. It's just solid. It's going to see playing aggro decks. Um, it'd be interesting to see if it breaks into like the full constructed and stuff. I don't know if it's power quite there, quite there with some of the other choices you've got, but it's a very, very solid junkie on card. Mm -hmm. 100%. It's uh, it's very good. I think it's great. I see it going in a bugs deck just because a plus two attack and a bold one. You're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna complain too much about that. So, Dave, uh, moving on to the second card, then, sir. So the card is for card number two is Aura of Dominance. It's a white pip utility. That gives bold one and tough one. It's a star card as well. And when you put this on the character that has 11 stars or more, your opponent scraps a card from their hand. Then your opponent chooses one of their upgrades and scraps it, and it provides plus two health. Um, yeah. That's... That's nuts. It is a star card, so you'd expect it to be good. But yeah, that's, that's crazy there is value. There's one isn't it? character who loves this. And we talked about him earlier. Mm. Overlord loves this card. Of course he does. Absolutely loves this card because you can just include it in your deck for free. But also, looking at this, 11 stars or more, 
for one additional star. Looking at other characters that Dave and me uh, enjoy playing, like most of the Primes love this. Magnus loves this. Galvatron loves this. Most of the Megatrons, some of the Star Screams, Major Shockwave, like the, the list goes on. All the characters that are 11 stars or more, and if you can hilariously fit this in, you might need to because it's a very, very good utility. It really is. Like, it, it does an awful lot for one star. It really is bloody good. You know, if it didn't have the bold one and tough one, it's still on the plus two health, it'd still be playable. Um, but because it does do all that as well, it, yeah. Like you say, Overlord loves it, and effectively he's playing this card for free. But it's, it's clever that they made it a white pip, though, so it can't just be shoehorned into a spotlight um, deck. So, you know, it can't just go into Villain Spotlight or Heroic Spotlight decks. So I like that. That's good. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, 100%. Really like that design aspect. Also, that it does it isn't searchable and stuff like that. I really like that as well. Yes. What's next, mate? Card number three. Right up your alley. It's a secret action. It's called Despite Any Difficulty. Uh, it is a black and blue pip. It is a secret action. Got some bitching artwork of Brainstorm on there. That's a really cool piece of artwork. Uh, and it basically says, secret action, reveal when one of your characters defends. When revealed, the defender gets plus one uh, armor until the end of battle for each different color among uh, battle icons. You flip this battle up to plus four. So this benefits you for running multi-pip crazy shenanigans. Our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. And it's a secret action, Dave. So I'll let you have a bit of a splooge because you love your secret actions, mate. I sure do. Um, it's a reverse Master Metallicato, effectively. Um, not quite as good. Obviously, Master can give you plus five attack. Uh, this only gives you up to plus four, but that is strong, you know. Um, yeah, Pierce is still a thing, so Pierce probably makes this card less good than it would be in a world without the Black Pip, but I think it's still solid. Like, just out of nowhere, it's a surprise. Surprise plus four defense, potentially, is very, very good. I've used this card already. Uh, we used it in a recent Tournament Tuesday. It's a really good, good card. Yeah, I just I just like it. It fits in a blue build, obviously, because you want higher defense. Also, black and blue, just perfect. Really good. Love it. Great design, guys. Really, really good. The next card, on the other hand, is bonkers. Just saying, Dave. Yeah, it's it's called Dogfight. Um, it's a blank pip card. They're normally quite good, if I recall. Mm -hmm. um, it's move one damage from each of your seekers to an enemy. And then if you have a melee character on the battlefield, scrap an enemy weapon. So it's a multi-role card. I always love these in Magic. Um, and that kind of love for multi-use cards has kind of carried on into this game um, with some of these cards. Um, it's a bombing run for Seekers, um, which is great because they don't necessarily have to be in plane mode. And then it's also a, um, an Enforcement Baton as well, if you've got like Ramjet, Thrust, Dirge all melee if i remember rightly yeah um so no fantastic it's really good and also synergizes nicely with the star screen that they've just put in this set as well yeah so good so good um i really like it it's really cool super theme and the funniest thing about it is it is a decepticon card so um 
There's a certain guy who can play this for free all the time. Good old Major Shockwave. Been looking at that guy recently. Uh, and he loves all these Decepticon shenanigan cards. Um, maybe, just because there's cheap seekers out there, maybe that might be a build in the not-too-distant future date. Just saying as well. Yeah. And there's possibly why Slipstream didn't have the seeker trait. Possibly. Possibly. Most um, definitely. <laughs> so as sad as it made me that she isn't a seeker, you can see how she would just shoehorn into so many builds. Um, so no, fantastic. It is a blank pip card, and it's worthy of the blank pip, I think, because it, it does quite a lot. You know, it's two cards in one, effectively. Yeah, 100%. What's up next? What's up next? We have the iconic weapon of a character I already uh, reviewed with Harpoon Gun which obviously, from the artwork, if you can't tell already, is the gun that is located on the arm of Impactor. It is an orange pip. It's an upgrade weapon. It gives you bold one, pierce one, and when the upgraded character attacks, if it is a wrecker, it gets plus one attack until the end of turn. When the upgraded character attacks, if it is a leader, it gets plus one attack until the end of turn so here we go guys and it gives you plus one attack so you put this on our boy impactor shall we say you get plus one attack he is a wrecker he gets plus one attack he's also a leader he gets plus one attack this becomes a plus three just a casual weapon with bold one pierce one it's pretty freaking good but it's an iconic weapon it's so iconic obviously because the harpoon gun is he does so much damage with that in the comics it's very iconic you have to have it have a really cool ability so i think they've done it definite justice here so uh dave your thoughts yeah it's great you know one of the turbo revving old punks is gonna love this that's nazumi big shout out to you bud um he 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 tried to help wreck us out in our set and that when we release the set, you'll see what we try to do. So I think this is going to get shoehorned into a lot of Nazumi's builds. It's going to get in a lot of my builds. I love Impactor. Um, it's just good. Um, I think my my what next request for, for ATP is, can we have a Springer that's a Wrecker as well, please? Yep. I think that's what uh, people are crying out for, but they, you never know. Uh, I know they're already playtesting uh, Wave, uh, Wave 4 even, sorry. Uh, I haven't had a chance to go on and playtest because we're playtesting our own stuff. Um, so I might just have to drop in and be like, so what's kicking around the bucket here, guys? <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely love Harpoon Gun. Super solid. And the best thing is, it's an Autobot upgrade. So think of all the shenanigans you can run if you just wanted to run normal Jetfire with that hilarious stratagem. This cannot be scrapped and makes Impactor amazing. Yeah, it's, oh, it's good. It's, it's good. very good. And I like the fact, you know, it, it's obviously really good on Impactor, but it doesn't have to go on it. So unlike the Ion Blaster of Optimus Prime, which Wizards gave us, which was, this can only ever be held by Optimus Prime. Obviously, this is really good for um, Impactor, but you can also spread the love around, which I like. Uh, it means it's not just like, if you've already got on the board and you draw a second copy, it's not like a dud in your hand, as it were. So yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. It's really, really cool. So, Dave, our next uh, battle card, number six. Definitely one of the strongest battle cards, I think, um, just because of of what it does. Um, it's the Howling Howitzer. Um, it's a upgrade weapon. It's an orange for range, so you're going to love this. It's Black Pip. 
plus two attack, pierce one, and it is common. So you're gonna see it in Junkion as well. That's why I think this card is so good. It's really good pips. It's it's pierce one and plus two attack. You know, that's not like mega and mega amazing, but everything else about the card is solid. Common, two pips. What do you think? It's fantastic. You'll see it in a lot of range builds, I think. Uh, you might not even really give two monkeys about that uh, range pip on the orange. Uh, just to have a, a weapon that gives you pierce one and plus two attack, and it's a black pip. To a lot of people, that's an auto including some horrific builds involving dumb characters. You're dumb. But I like it. I like it a lot. Um, this might be put in a Blitzwing deck that I'm kind of building, Dave. I'm telling <laughs> you now. Maybe. 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 If, you know, any any card that has two pips is, is generally strong. And if it's got a tribal pip on it, you just build it around the tribe. And it's, it's a, it's a two-color card. As, you know, it's, it's going to be good. It's solid. And it is seen playing in builds that I've seen, you know, finishing the top eight. So another great card um, from them. And solid, dependable. We're going to see it everywhere. We'll see it everywhere, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. So the next card is a card that I spoil as well, guys. Uh, quite funny enough, it's called Never a Dull Moment. And I think I made the joke on the reveal that it is never a dull moment on our podcast as well as my YouTube channel. It is an orange pip. It is an action. And it states, you may do one damage to one of your wreckers if you do. Return a face-down enemy secret action to its owner's hand. If you have a specialist on the battlefield, your opponent scraps a card from their hand. This card is bananas, and it's common as well. So you'll see it in the Junkion format, probably. But it's bananas. <laughs> I absolutely love this. It basically Stone Cold Steve Austin's Dave's thoughts of secret actions. <laughs> if you want to run wreckers, it really is manipulating your opponent's like turn to basically go, nope, you're not allowed cool things because I'm going to do this and stop you in your tracks. And again, it does it builds into the theme of doing one damage to wreckers because obviously with Impactor, you want your wreckers to be damaged to gain extra bonuses and open up the shenanigans with Energon Axe and other shenanigans as well. Our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Dave, your thoughts? This is an incredible card. Rarity or not, whatever or not, this is incredible. There's not an awful lot that interacts with secret actions once they're down. Counter-espionage, um... You know, there's a like, oh, was it feedback or something like that? I can't know. What's the, there's a card, um, Wave 4, I think it was. And the card you're thinking of, Dave, for Wave 4 is Decipher. For, yeah, it's a black and green pip action that states for each enemy secret action that's face up or face down, do one damage to each enemy. Yeah, like, I wasn't even close on the name. I was not even close. But I think, you know, the other half of this card as well, if you have a specialist on the battlefield, your opponent scraps a card from the hand. So you you can just play this as a, a hand disruption spell. Uh, spell, so that's the old magic. Whee. The old magic talk coming back, Bravna. Um, Bravna. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, again, it's a multi-purpose card. And I, I like to see that in a card game where cards aren't necessarily a dud in your hand. You might not be able to get the full effect of it, but... 
you can they can always just use this as a hand disruption card. 100%. I think it's really strong just because it has that record ability, but also the other part to what you just said, Dave, is separate. So you might see this a lot in specialist builds that people who don't want to run counter espionage or espionage, or maybe you just add it to the hand again to just disrupt people and just make them cry. Like, just make them cry. <laughs> That's the best thing. Sad violins, sad music, you name it. They'll just be really upset that you're playing never a dull moment. So, moving on, Dave. We have number eight. What is this card, Broski? This is my other spoiler card. This is the second of the battle cards I got spoiled. This is my favourite of the two I spoiled. Um, this is Outflank. It's a blue pip action. Uh, common again. Uh, do one damage to a character, it gets plus two attack until the end of turn. Then, if a specialist was damaged this way, its owner draws a card. I touched on it in my spoiler video. This is, a re again, it's a multi-role card. It's versatile. Um, this is kind of like a zap, but also like steady shot with a zap and triggers your energon axes and your sergeant cup or whatever other card you've got that likes being damaged and then it can trips as well if you've got a specialist bloody good it's a bloody good card i think we've uh i think we've talked about the cards we spoil haven't we we've randomly somehow yes <laughs> somehow got our cards that we spoil and talked about them on this podcast but yeah i love outflank i thought uh, exactly like you dave i think this is a, a reverse zap it's very powerful uh to do it to yourself, but also to do it to your opponent. It's not too shabby. I really, really like it. It might it might replace one card that goes in my uh, hilarious Wave 2 Bombshell Draw deck, Dave, maybe. <laughs> that deck is stupid, guys. It's undefeated. I can gladly smile from ear to ear and say, it's not lost, and I thank Madifer from Canada for giving me that challenge because I've made an abomination. Oh, I love it. So it's fun it's fun but yeah again multi-role card and and that's really good card design i think something that has more than one function um because yeah the transform is quite unique in the fact that you've got, you've got the green pip and you can normally chuck them away if you've got a dud in your hand oh, i've got a handheld blast i don't want that i'll get rid of it but there are times when you know you might draw it and it'd be your top deck for the turn you're like Ah, oh, if it's a dud, if it's a complete dud, but whereas this, you've got lots of versatility. So I think it's cool. And there's always characters hanging back on one health, isn't there, Lee? Always. There's always one with one health. Always. I think we're at the end. Is this card, card nine, isn't it, of yeah, uh, battles? This is card number nine, and this is a phenomenal card. We touched on it miles. Well, not miles. Uh, when we started jogging, shall we say, in this podcast. <laughs> uh, and this is called uh, Valiant Effort. It's a white pip card. It is an action. And it says, one of your leaders gets plus three attack until the end of turn. If you have a ranged character on the board battlefield, do one damage to an enemy. So we've already talked about... Um, uh, oh, what was he called? Banzaitron. Yeah, Banzaitron. Yeah, Banzaitron. And even I casually stated it with a dark mount as well um yeah i really like this card like megatron loves this card uh, a fair few other leaders who are ranged love this card like optimus prime and a few others you're gonna see this if you're playing leaders like this is phenomenal like this is a really really awesome card uh and again i love my range characters so if i get to do a damage to an enemy 
I love that because like we stated probably not less than a minute ago, there's always someone on one health, mainly that bumblebee from <laughs> Arc Wave 1, just saying. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love this card. Dave, your thoughts? Same as you. It's, it's, it's really good. I've used it actually with Dark Mount recently um, because obviously the stratagem from ATP 1 Straxus lives gives him the leader trait. Um, it's it's just good. It's again versatile, you know. So if your leader's dead, it can still shoot someone for one if you've got a ranged character, or you can get both effects. Love it. Just versatile. Yeah. What can you say? It's a leap into battle that's just better, um, you know. And it's a white pip as well, so it's, it can go in aggro builds. It can also go in um, control builds because um, it's white pip, which is nice. You don't see much pump at white thing what head-on collision can't think of many others so yeah it's nice to have another um pump card for white um and yeah i'm gonna i know you're just gonna shoot me with this with your stupid javelins and that so yeah um i love it now ask me in a few months when you've played it a million times <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll we'll see so so there was some of the battle cards guys we got nine cards in there i feel like some of these uh, Dave, you've already said you started playing with them. I have not put any of them in my deck. So uh, I'm going to kick it to you, bro, for uh, someone who's probably played uh, with these a lot more. Uh, what are your general over overall thoughts on uh, the battle cards? And then what ones have you really been playing with more than anything in uh, in your decks so far? The ones I've used, um, a Valiant Effort, Outflank, and despite any difficulty, they're all, they're all very me cards. I like my secret actions. I like, I like, I've just said it many, about a million times already this podcast. I like cards that do more than one thing. So I think that's something that rings through with the majority of these cards. They have a multi-purpose role that they can fulfill in your deck. And there's never going to be a dead card if you've built your deck right. Um, they're good. There's lots of nice commons. So they're keeping that um, Junkion uh, focus as well, which I like. Um, unlike ATP2, where the bulk of the Junkion cards were star cards, these are really cool in the fact that they're, they're not. In fact, I don't think any of them are star cards, are they? Yes, there is one, the, the Aura. Oh, the Aura of, Aura of Dominance. The rest of them are non-star cards, so you're going to see them played a lot. They're all good. They're all good. There's nothing... There's, you know, looking at the pip breakdown, there's, what, there's only two that are multi-pip as well, so... They're being quite mindful, and this is something I was from talking to other designers as well, The people are very mindful of the power of Master Metallicato and overwhelming advantage. So it's nice to see that they haven't just chucked a load of like three pip cards in, in the set. Um, no, I love it. I think they're really good, and they're going to do exactly what Dan and the boys over ATP want in their events, and that's going to freshen up the format again. Yeah, 100%. I definitely know Valiant Effort is going to go in a few of my builds. That might actually replace a card in my General Megatron uh, deck that I might be playing uh, Nazumi on uh, Thursday of recording this uh, podcast because <laughs> he's built a General uh, Prime uh, Prime sorry General Megatron deck uh, and I I have I've had one kicking around for ages so we're going to have a, a General off to see uh, what the diversity is in our deck so I'm looking forward to that uh, but yeah I think um, they've been very mindful uh because obviously the one thing we noticed about the bay former set which i think i think is a bit of a scary thing is there's a lot of tricolors in there and there's a lot of possibilities for overwhelming advantage 
uh, which is a little bit crazy for my personal taste. But when you pull off overwhelming advantage, you're smiling from ear to ear. And sometimes you can have it all tooled up and then it just doesn't go your way because ha, that's card games for you. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love the battle cards. There's a few that are in here that are bonkers good. I really, really like another dull moment. So it was really cool to spoil that card on my channel. But that has got so many different uses than just playing it with the wreckers. It's phenomenal. Like, holy cow. It's so good. Um, so guys, so far, two home runs. Characters as well as battle cards. Now, we're coming to the final, I'd say, 200 meters because we've only got two stratagems to talk about, Dave. I know. like It's quite surprising, you know, when, when you think of ATP. Obviously, ATP 1 was... 11 stratagems and ATP 2 didn't have as many but it sounded a fair few so when when I opened the files I was like oh, there's only two but the two good ones yeah two very good ones so I'm going to take the first one because the second one is a beloved character for both of us I've played him a ton recently, but I know you have a much more deeper love for that character so <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'll take the first one Dave and you can take the second one so, what we're going to do is we have number one of the stratagems from ATP3, guys, which is called Fire and Fury. And this is for Sergeant Sparkstalker Black Ops uh, Cryptology. Now, guys, that's right. It's a Firecon stratagem. Remember those guys? Yeah, I'll let the silence speak for itself. Those guys... Uh, have a stratagem now, guys. And in what it states, for one star, it is uh, your deck can have up to one extra star of cards and each of your fire cons has bold one and tough one and Sergeant Sparkstalker gets three additional health. This helps fire cons. I was up against this a lot when we were playtesting and it went through many different iterations and it is a phenomenal stratagem it makes fire cons playable it makes them back onto the table and the funniest thing as well you could just run this with sergeant sparks stalker and no other uh, fire con and he becomes a very scary guy when you just run him on his own with this stratagem it's incredible i really really like it dave your thoughts anything that makes a maligned tribe better in my opinion is a good thing the arc did their version in Art Wave 1 for the Firecons. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it, it, it was along the same sort of lines to make them more playable. Um, and this one certainly is doing the same sort of thing. I like the fact that you get the the bonus of an extra star of cards because there were eight stars each, if, I remember, if memory serves. I think they're clocking at 24. Yeah, something like that. So um, that's cool that, you know, you still get your, your, your spare star. And then each of your fire cons having bold one and tough one. The tough isn't... It's a bit of an unusual inclusion, I, I won't lie, um, because they're not really known for their blue <laughs> blue nature. They are... Whenever I've used fire cons, they've always been heavy orange, bold. I think it's great for them. Um, plus three health, pushes them to 13. That's, that's not bad. That's better than he was, because I think he had 10. So... Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it is very good because if we bring up the uh, Arc Wave 1 strat, which is Quest for Fire, and it's just Fire Cons in general, not just Sparkster, it's just Fire Cons. Uh, it says your Fire Cons have plus two additional health, so all 
Three of them would have had two additional health. And also, before the game begins, you may reveal a fire con flame from your deck and put it into your hand. So I believe that's the fire con upgrade that gives you bold something, I forget. Yes, it is, yeah. Um, but yeah, are two very, very different um cards i really really like it um maybe dave we have to possibly have an arc and atp off with fire cons <laughs> what madness are we trying to do to ourselves i say um but yeah i really really like it and again pushing tribes like this is what we want because this is what people should be playing they should be playing kind of theme lists so i'm really happy when i get to see something like that across the board like if i see fire cons again i'll be like who's smoking crack like what's going on like it's gonna be really interesting because like you stated he goes from 10 health to 13 health which is incredibly strong which i really really like um and you don't even have to play fire cons in a tribal you could just run him with three additional health and he becomes a very scary guy for just on his own so yeah very good completely agree and like you know they're quite they're not as well known as like the Dinobots and the Insecticons but I remember like my brother had I can't remember which one it was but he had they had like the old thing where it made the sparks inside their mouth in the in the um yeah in the um beast mode yeah it did it, it was like on a ball like um D had one and he told me that it was just on a like you would crank it back and then you'd let it go and it would roll across like the ground and it would shoot sparks from its mouth. That's it. Sp setting fire to your mum's carpet and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Health and safety in the 1980s, you know. Um. <laughs> just paint them with lead as well. Why not? Lead paint is always Too right. Make, make them out of lead. Why not? <laughs> make them out of lead. <laughs> all those Games Workshop miniatures back in the 1980s. Just poison. <laughs> poison on the children's shelves. I love it. Um, 100%. But no, um, yeah, it's good. It's nice to see them pushing a tribe that doesn't maybe get as much love as as, as they should have. You know, the Firecons, never going to be the f most favourite of tribes, but they definitely deserve a li little bit of a nudge, and I think that's cool. So the next one. So the, we, we've, had, we've had quite a lot of discussion around this character. Yeah. This is unbreachable, and it's for the Amiga Supreme base transport city defender so where bayform was looked at promo omega supreme like how can we make this good and they really did uh, and and we've we've talked enough about that this one is for the base as the combiner version of him uh it's two stars so it's quite an expensive one but it is bloody good um this side is your Omega Supreme base transport city defender has brave and becomes sturdy now with the base that's the one that you always want them going into because that's the one that they, they take two damage and scrap two cards when they attack from their, the top of their deck which helps you accelerate into Omega Supreme sturdy as well oh, it's horrible it's two stars mind what do you think? yeah that's one thing you've got to remember it is two stars and the thing is as well is remember the last two star strat that they released which was the one for demolisher which was also quite a powerful stratagem and it has, has been played a little bit with him uh and i've played it once with him and i've been like it i can see what it how powerful it can be for two stars but also at the same time i'm not really fussed if i can play it because obviously with this 
there are other avenues to go with Omega Supreme now. And this, I believe, might be avenue number three. So it's like, which Omega Supreme should we go for? Door number one, door number two, or door number three? And it's kind of cool to see, like, love for the big guy because, yeah, like, this guy should be scary because whenever he showed up, everyone did kind of shit the bed a little bit. I know the Decepticons definitely did. Um, but, yeah, giving the base brave and sturdy is incredible because it keeps him around a little bit longer and also kind of speeds up the whole aspect of what you want Omega Supreme to do. So it gives you a little bit of design space to take out those brave cards a little bit and those uh, point positions and whatever for other card design avenues for all this stratagem, which is kind of a, a cool design aspect to it. So the problem is, though, Dave, this is dual-sided, isn't it? It is, because that's the line of text I forgot to read. It says at the very bottom underneath the reminder text of Sturdy, which is good that they put the reminder text on as well, because not, you know... Obviously, anyone that plays in the ATP series knows what Sturdy does, but not every player that you are possibly going to play against is going to know what Sturdy is, so it's good that they got that. Underneath it, it says, when you combine into Captain Amiga Supreme, Transport City Defender flip this, and it flips into Unbreachable. Uh, for that's for the other side. So this stratagem now applies to Captain Amiga Supreme Transport City Defender. The first time your Captain Amiga Supreme Transport City Defender battles each turn, draw a card and plus two health. It's just solid and card <laughs> advantage because one thing Amiga Supreme wants to do is attack with a handful of cards. Is it, is it scrap four and you nuke all their upgrades? Yeah. Everyone forgets about that sometimes as well, which I laugh at because I'm like, why aren't you like scrapping some cards from your hand and just making that guy turd? Like, why aren't you? That makes no sense. Especially when you've got like, you know, those Trifilian platings possibly and some other shenanigans on the board. Like, this guy can get rid of them much quicker and just allowing him to draw a card every time he battles for the first time uh, is pretty darn good. So if you think about it, you have first turn, uh, if you have Pocket Processor on him, you draw one for your turn, then Pocket Processor. Then you attack, you draw another card. And if you haven't played anything, there's three cards already. And if you've got some cards in your hand, you can already trigger off the shenanigans with him. Like, that's incredibly strong. Our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Yeah. Like, it's really good. It is, and the plus two health is nice as well. Um, you know, he's a, he's a, a beefcake anyway. But, like, big boys need the help. And obviously, if you are playing solely Alpha Triumph protocols, you don't have access to resilience. There's been a bit of a, a grumbling amongst the community in certain places, you know. And I don't, I don't necessarily agree with it because he's not heavily featuring in the top eight. Um, so I don't think it's too good. Maybe in a, in a casual environment, this card is too good, but that's not what it was designed for. Um, there's sort of grumblings like giving the base brave was too good. Um, I don't know if it is. Yeah, it's good. Is it too good? And when you're paying two stars for it at the expense of some other stuff, you could put in your deck for those last few stars. Um, I don't think so. And the and the flip side isn't isn't horrifically obnoxious. Yeah, you're netting a extra card each turn. So it's no different to putting a pocket processor on it. Yeah, I I can see why some people might have some grumbles about it. I can see both sides of the coin, uh, effectively it is. But um, the one thing you've got to remember is 
Omega Supreme, again, is a named character, guys. Like, if you think about it, the tra like, Autobots ne rarely had most of their combiners at the beginning of their, you know, the wars and stuff. Who did they rely on a ton? Big old Supreme. So it's kind of nice to see th them get some love. Obviously, the one thing that can get out of hand, which I think is one thing that has been brought to attention because of this, is if you mix sets. Like, if you do mix Arcwave 1 with this, can get a bit crazy. Just saying is all. Resilience is a thing. Most of the upgrades for Omega Supreme are a thing. You know, it can get out of hand, but at the same time, I don't see it being too much of a problem. Like, sure, you can shut Brave off. You can shut other things off. There's other cards that allow you to ignore those things. Absolutely. You know, so there are ways around it. Simple. Yeah, there are. You know, you know, if he's if he's prevalent, then you just play answers. Shutting off Brave is not difficult to do. You've got Spy Satellite Uplink and Battlefield Scan. I think are the two main ones that come to mind. They both got green pips, so they're easy to fish for. And it's Amiga Supreme. He should be good. He was like their stalwart character from uh, season two of G One. You know, he was there. He was the guy that that. You know, we know, help them out yeah. immensely. You know it's I mean? true. It's Amiga Supreme. We, we, we all know why, because of the whole lawsuit issue with Jetfire. So that's why. <laughs> that's it. We need someone else that doesn't look like uh, the Macross or whatever exactly. it is. Exactly. If, if, if Jetfire didn't exist, Omega Supreme would it? Well, if Jetfire continued to exist, would we have seen Omega Supreme? Probably not. I don't know. Uh, but he was the savior for the Autobots. Uh, so, yeah, screw that stupid scientist. Uh, bring on the space shuttle. <laughs> That literally is the size of the Empire State Building. Come on, boys. Let's go. So, Dave, thoughts on the stratagems then? Yeah, they're both really cool. Uh, there's nothing super-duper flashy. Like, you know, some of the ones in Wave 180 people are real powerhouses. I don't see either of these being busted or broken. But I just think they breathe a little life into some characters that deserve a tribe that certainly needed a bit more love and a much-loved character from G1... And beyond, you know, he's featured in everything up to the recent Netflix show, and he's big in the comics, you know. Like, like it's nice to see Amiga Supreme get a bit of love, and I'm all for that. Um, yeah, I think overall, it's cool. I'd like to see where they're going with ATP4. I'd like to see what stratagems, because there's a lot of characters now that have had a stratagem across all the fan sets. It'd be nice to see where ATP throw the dart next, you know? Yeah, yeah, it'll be quite interesting. Um, to see see that, and obviously uh, Dave and me do playtests, so we might be able to see them, uh, but hopefully we can uh, ask Dan on our next episode, guys. So episode uh, 25, uh, our next episode, we're going to talk to Dan uh, Arnold about this set, and also what shenanigans are kicking over there at Vector Sigma. Maybe, hopefully some sneak peeks, probably not too many uh, you know, spoiler spoilers, but maybe some hints at what they're working on uh, in the not-too-distant future. Definitely. And yeah, get your questions in now, you know, once you've listened to if you've, if you've got a question for for Dan or for ATP in general, um, or even for us, fire, fire them off. We, you know, the more questions we can field, the more interactive that podcast becomes. So please do send your questions in. Yeah, we, we absolutely love it. And trust me, if uh, anyone brings up inverted... <laughs> 
to Dan, uh, <laughs> I will give you I'll give you a high five because I've been playing that card recently and it somehow did work for me, Dan. You did. You, did. you played it last week against me I on Thursday. I played it last week and I somehow like, what? it... <laughs> I was like, what the heck is this? And, then it, and you were like, oh, sh that did work. And I was like, yep, but not for defending. <laughs> so no, it, was, um, it was really good. It was blue bugs. Was yeah. talking, we were talking about bugs earlier, you know, blue bugs with wave one kickback and you just inverted him. I was like... Because for most of the game, I'm like, I don't really care. Like, he's not that offensive. Like, and then later on, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I have inverted in belligerence in this deck for one card only. But maybe in the not-too-distant future, soon that ransack that was spoiled in this set, like, that could be very tasty. Just saying. I have one word for you. What? Dumb. Yeah. <laughs> You're dumb. <laughs> It will be dumb. Bugs are dumb, and I absolutely love it. So, guys, I think that's another episode in the books, Dave. I think I think it's nicely wrapped up. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed ATP3. It's been a long time coming. Obviously, the set has been out for a while. Hopefully, you guys have been playing with it. We haven't played with it a ton because, yeah, we're, we're, we're gluttons for punishment. We play with everything. So... Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Dave, what is coming out on your channel? What have you been up to and what can we look forward to in the not-too-distant future uh, coming out on uh, the Energon Hustlers? Well, we've got quite a lot more Tournament Tuesday stuff coming out because the, the tournament scene's really cranked up. We've had a few few um, tournaments end recently. Um, so just the, it's already aired. We've had Menasaur versus Sky Shadow. But we've got some more Tournament Tuesday stuff coming. So I'm looking at the Autism Awareness one. So it's top eight decks from that and also from the ATP Bayformers crossover. Um, for the rest of the channel, just more of the same, just kind of like more janky builds. I'm working on some some stuff. I think a lot of a lot of what's happening for me at the moment is behind the scenes. You know, we're helping out um, some friends and, and we're also working on our own stuff. You know, we play test every well, most Thursdays, don't we, mate? You know, we we we've got some stuff going on. We announced it last episode. Um, I'm really happy with where we're at with that. I think we're getting to the point where we can possibly start spoiling cards properly. Maybe one per episode. Who knows? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be going from strength to strength. Uh, the excitement for our set, because we, we kind of talked about it on the last episode, guys, that we're going for fun and theme. And that's what we want to do. Uh, and our first whole wave idea is that um, we want to just bring life into old characters, which we talk about a little bit in that episode. But we can have a little bit of an update with our uh, podcast. Like, right, we did state we aren't doing characters. We lied. We're dumb. You're dumb. <laughs> we want to do, uh, and don't think it's a really cool idea, we want to do a promo one-off character for each set that we do. So, Dave, it's it's a character that's already been introduced into the thing, but let's just say she was very uneventful, wasn't she? She was, and she was also a promo for Wizards, so not everyone had, had her. So there's a little teaser for you there. Um, and this is more in line with her G1 appearance as well. 100% true. And we like it, and she's currently in playtesting. Uh, so hopefully you guys will enjoy it and get a kick <laughs> out of her. Uh, uh, I like I it. That was good. That was good. Yeah, I've, I've, you know, we're good at this teasing stuff, I swear. But anyway, yes, um, coming up on my channel, I'm still playing a lot of Faria, uh, which is obviously I've moved away a little bit for Transformers because obviously with England, we're in lockdown. 
we're now kind of coming out of it, but not a lot of my guys play Transformers anymore. So uh, the only people I know are on the internet and we play it via webcam. But we are, obviously, with the big announcement from our last podcast, we are looking at streaming and stuff like that. So we're looking at alternative avenues to bring Transformers content uh, through, uh, obviously, um, uh, Turbo Revin, Young Punks, uh, or Old Punks, sorry. Uh, but also uh, the fact on my channel as well. So we're just messing around. I'm looking at a new computer and loads of other fun stuff. But yes, Fairy Fridays is a, a big thing. And obviously, One Shot Stand, One Shot Fall will continue to come out, which I'm excited about. Yeah, we've got some we've got some cool stuff in the, in the pipeline. We've got obviously got Dan next. We've got Techno from yes. the Ark who wants to come and have a chat with us. He is the rules god of the Transformers universe and also the man that has told me that many of my cars needed changing the wording um, because he, <laughs> he, he knows he knows how to word cars properly. So we've got Techno coming. We've got Matthew from the Great War set. Now, that's a really cool alternate format. Very similar to Primus, but even bigger. How can you make Primus bigger? 50 stars big. So Matthew, we haven't forgotten... Um, we're going to come and have a chat with you because I do believe Great War 2 is coming out at some point, which is going to be a really interesting thing with the community. He's asking for submissions from the community for cards. So where people may not be brave enough to make a whole set, but they've had a really cool one-off idea, he's looking to put that in the Great War 2. So that's really cool. be nice to chat with Matthew and um, Legendary as well from Wavex. <laughs> we have so many. And that's just, you know, um, ATP 4 is going to be out at some point soon because you know mm -hmm. we're all near a quarter into the year um and there's there's obviously our set which we're gonna do we'll i think we are oh, our own set deserves a whole episode as well so we're gonna be doing some some cool stuff we've probably got about six episodes lined up and that's not counting obviously all the other stuff that lee does and i do so yeah we're um, busy 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 little bees busy um bees. i'll let lee do the outro because i'm rubbish at it so <laughs> oh, it's perfectly fine guys so if you've enjoyed this please leave a like a like is much appreciated comment below tell us your thoughts on uh, obviously atp3 but also leave uh, comments and questions for dan in uh, on the youtube and obviously when we share this on the facebook groups of transformers and tcg and stuff like that leave your questions for dan because we want them to accumulate and we want to ask dan all the fun stuff like asking the questions like why did you pick Preceptor? Why? And stuff like that. Loads of fun stuff. Like, just get it all out there. Uh, thank you for listening. If you've watched it on YouTube, if you thank you uh, for downloading it, if you've listened to it via iTunes, Podbean, all the usual avenues, please leave star ratings. It's always appreciated. So, with that being said, it is a goodbye from me, Lee. And it's a goodbye from me, Dave. We'll see you on the next episode of One Shall Stand, One Shall Fall. One Shall Stand, one shall fall.